Giddical of the Russian Nightmare! And you're watching the number one show on Long Island with Monty and the Barrel. All right, welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh, seen only here out of uh, Indie Music TV in Ron Conkham in New York. Venus? Could get my shit together. This is planet Earth. Come oh, back. my God. And to the right is Venus. my partner in crime <laughs> and the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, how are you, buddy? Good morning, partner. How are you doing? What's All going right, on? how was your Thanksgiving, my friend? Uh, it was okay. Yeah, nothing, nothing controversial. Came yeah. and went. I like Thanksgiving, but, man, I not even... Was there football? I, I don't even. I don't even. It doesn't have the same vibe anymore to me. Thanksgiving. It's get, everything's weird, right? Right. I mean, did the cheat? Did who's the team that loses everything? Did, did Detroit lose? <laughs> Detroit. The, the Lions lost. play yes. like every Thanksgiving. Don't da- they no. lose? Detroit lost, mm-hmm. but Dallas. Da- that's wa- the other. No, Dallas lost to Washington too. So that's Dallas a, never used. That's to lose the either. other Thanksgiving team, right? Usually Dallas and Detroit get the games every yeah. year. I don't know why, especially Detroit. Well, <laughs> Dallas, yeah. Um, we lost uh, Pat Patterson um, at age seventy-nine mm. yesterday. Yeah. Um, Pat was born uh, Pierre Clermont. Mm-hmm. He had been battling cancer, which I did not know about. Okay. And not to highlight anything, but obviously he was the first known gay professional wrestling superstar. First not that that really matters. To say something on a uh, on a major platform, yeah. Yep. Um, before we talk about Pat, yeah. uh, Matt, you want to play that video? Thanks, brother. And now they're going to see a real wrestler, the one, the only, Pat Patterson. I am the Intercontinental Champion, and I'm the best in the world today. From all over the world, England, France, China, Russia, all over. His hand compared to mine. <laughs> oh, no, 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 not that. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. And interesting enough, Jimmy, uh, we had set up the show to go over the history of the Intercontinental title. True. Um, That's ironic. But, like, true. You know, it's funny. Before we started the show, I had so much energy, and then I start to really think about Pat Patterson and what he means not just to the industry and to Vince. He's obviously Vince's closest friend. Sure. Uh, 
how much he means to our history together because Pat Patterson, the Intercontinental title begins when I begin watching, basically. You're talking late 79 when I moved out here to Long Island. Right. And uh, the Intercontinental title was a brand new thing. I had just started to have full-time access to pro wrestling because I finally had a TV. Yeah. And Pat Patterson was this intercontinental champion. I was always aware of Bruno's belt, even as a small kid, so I knew about the WWF world title, and I knew about Bruno. But as I got familiar with pro wrestling, I was like, wow, what's this intercontinental title? It seems pretty important. Right. And right off the bat, right there, you can tip your cap already to Pat Patterson because he took a brand new thing and made it acceptable, stabilized it. People... You know, we're interested in the Intercontinental Belt. He was a great first champion. And uh, he had a very interesting run, too, with the Wizard there. Um, of course, I wind up meeting you within a year or two. So he was already, when I met you, he was already... Announcing with Vince. We were into Morales era, but go ahead. Yeah, well, he, he went from a pro wrestling career, and boy, I hope I say this right. As you said earlier, you know, he was known as the first uh, publicly, you know, who announced he was gay. And I hope I do say this right. Pat Patterson was the most macho mofo in the ring. He was. He was. He was. You know? So, hey, what does that tell you? I really don't know. Think about it, folks. Uh, he was great. And, he had a, again, he had a very interesting first, uh, you know, title reign as the first champion. Uh, him and Wizard had a falling out. I don't know if you remember, so I was, remember I, that. I, was I mean, thinking, uh, him and Albano. He I, was, Albano. Well, I was thinking about <laughs> that storyline. And again, we're not going to... It's look, a great story Wrestling line. fans are watching it, and especially old school wrestling right. fans, you know the story. They, but I was, I was thinking they about... They may have forgotten. I was thinking about <laughs> the story know. writing behind this, though, Farrell. Yeah, it's great. We're going to turn Patterson face, but how do we do it? We right. do it after he just... By the way, mm -hmm. uh, I think he had three matches with Bob Backlund mm. at Madison Square Garden. Mm. Could mm -hmm. have been four. Mm -hmm. uh, Possibly. Probably need you to go to that. I, I forget. But I know it ended in a steel cage blowout, mm -hmm. a blow-off. Mm -hmm. But as champion, he turns face. Right. Because he hates Lou Albano and he Grand Wizard want... sells him. Right. He How didn't incredible want to go... is that uh, in it itself? Was, it was excellent. And then, of course, our recent, the great recent guest, Ken Patera, yeah. comes along and takes the belt away from Patterson. Those were great, great days to be a wrestling fan. Oh, my God. And I love the fact that the line was blurred. And I love the fact that not everybody, for sure, yeah, some of us actually do suspend our belief that much, folks. For sure, knew that it was so-called scripted. There was some great reality back in those days to professional wrestling when you watched it. And Patera was a legitimate Olympic strongman. Pat Patterson, would, you, you know, you didn't want to meet Pat in the back alley back in his prime. He'd probably knock your teeth out. So these, this, was, this was great stuff. So uh, my I'm, first introduction to Patterson, though, right? So you bring me in as a wrestling oh fan, my God, right? Here we go. I, I I become this huge Sergeant Slaughter fan, right? He was right? your he was your first love. He was my first love, <laughs> Sergeant and boy, Slaughter. for people that didn't get to experience the Cobra Clutch the Challenge, Cobra Clutch oh. Challenge wow. went to every house show. It was a, not a main event, but it was such a big portion of a house show. Think about this: a guy sitting in a chair. Allows the Cobra Clutch to be put on him. Yep. And he's going to get paid if he could get out of this, was which five no grand? one could. Uh, yeah, right. Five grand. And no one could ever get out. It nope. was every week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, Nassau Coliseum in New York, Madison Square Garden, Comac Arena. And then, God. The beauty of it was the slow burn. When Slaughter first presented this hole that no one could break. Right. 
We started off with the very bottom of the card, guys. Here comes Steve King! I'm from Panama City, Panama. Right. I'm going to get a dude. He couldn't even wiggle, and he was giving up. Yes. Okay? Right. And then we got to Frankie Williams. You know, I'm a little bit bigger than Steve King, and I try. I try hard. Right. And he wiggled a little bit, you know, and he's done. Then the next week, an unknown, very big kid, at the time unknown, named Jim Duggan, mm-hmm. gets in there, and he actually stands up. But he sits right the F back right. down. So someone was able to almost but, stand up off the chair. They slowly, then quick draw Rick McGraw. That guy. But you're, 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 you're talking, about, you're, you're talking about TV. To, yeah, of course. But when we used to go to house shows. Right. I saw Danucci I at saw, the Comac I, Arena. I saw Tony Gurria <laughs> at the Nassau Coliseum. Nice. And let's not forget this. I believe this was at the Comac Arena. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there, but I think okay. you were. I was at a lot of Comac Arena. Bob Backlund. Went through the cold yep. clutch shots and yep. did not break it. Correct? You know why? Because Slaughter let go of it and then hit him, threw him onto, and and ran Backlund's head into the concrete pole and then ran away. And the crowd was miserable. They were like, you bastard, get but, back here. But think about that, that uh, people... Thousands of people would go right. just to see the Cobra Clutch Challenge. You know what? You said earlier that, like, you know, it wasn't on paper, it wasn't the main event. It was according to the pop. You know what I mean? Oh, but it the was The Cobra incredible. Clutch Challenge, the pop was the loudest at the Comac Arena every time we saw that. Dominic Danucci gave it a nice little go. Well, you know, the yeah, they would always have a quick run. You but know? let's, let's. But back, how, did it, back, how well did it build up? They start with the bottom of the card, guys, right. and a little bit more and a little bit more until we got to the Patterson confrontation. Mm-hmm. And how great was that when Patterson now, attempted and, and think about most it, people's minds I'm got new, out of But I'm the new to it. I'm new to it. Right. And Patterson comes in and I'm like, there's no way this announcer Oh, I thought right? he was, I thought he he's could get getting out, out. I thought he could. Well I took well because I had the head start of seeing Patterson as an intercontinental right, champion. Exactly. You didn't have that I head didn't start. Have that. So right. long story short. Patterson kind of gets out, but not he officially. Got out. He not was, officially. He was out. To sl- slaughter but the this leads go. to probably one of the great, at oh. the time, no, it's matches of all time. It, it is one of the greatest matches of all now, time. No, it was a street fight, right? It wasn't it was called boot camp. Alley it was fight. A, alley fight. It was That's called right. an alley fight at Madison Square Garden. And it's funny. Me and Jimmy remembered. I was trying to look <laughs> at the pictures, but me and Jimmy remembered <laughs> Patterson coming out in his I Love New York shirt. <laughs> but we always it was tied right. on the side. Yeah, 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 and and the tight, the tight, the skinny jeans, and he's not skinny. Yeah. He had skinny jeans on, but Pat's not skinny. Yeah, and the the boots and the cowboy the boots, dingo boots, or whatever. The cowboy they were. boots, dude. The cowboy he killed boots. slaughter with those boots. And how does that match end? Do you remember? I some, did someone throw in a towel. The Grand Wizard he throws did, in the wizard towel. Wizard throws in the towel. Dude, the blood. Oh my God! Uh, you know what? I mean, all the hardcore things that followed later. There's your template right there. I Absolutely. Mean, well, there's plenty of. I'm sure there were other grizzly matches before it. I can hear a nerd typing away somewhere. You know, in the definitely in the Cologne's territory. I'm sure things were going on like that. But that was at Madison Square Garden at that time period to see a bloodbath at that level. No. No, there was nothing like that. That was insane. How about the roar of the crowd every time Patterson hit him with the boom? Oh, my God. It was like, boom, 20,000 people going berserk. Pat Patterson was main event material. Pat Patterson was a huge part of our childhood. I am, it's hard for me to say stuff like this publicly. I'm deeply, you know, affected that he passed. Me too. I got to tell you, I give uh, kudos to NXT <sighs> last night and a tribute uh, to Pat. Yeah. Um. Very, very emotional for me. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, as much as we joked about Pat. Now, again, I know, yeah, but you know, again, there was, he probably would have laughed too. There to was be very some, honest. There was, there was some, a lot of Don Rickles in that man. There are <laughs> some fans that speak about some of the things that Pat was uh, accused of. Right, right. Um, I don't think this is the moment to talk. Well, absolutely about that. not. Besides, we can always, uh, you know, let that one breathe because history hasn't said that he's done anything for sure. You well, know. history says he didn't, right? Right. So, regardless how it ended you know? or how, what happened, it says it doesn't. Right. Was I there? I don't know. Right. I will tell you this: everybody that I know that knew Pat Patterson, loves, we, loves we know the some guy. people, and then every, anybody that we don't know that are are, are, are famous. Yeah. And uh, Pat Patterson was an icon. Yeah. He lived a great life. Oh yeah. He lived a life oh, which yeah. most of us would love to live, yeah. doing something that you generally love. I shared with you earlier this week, I am genuinely concerned. Yeah, that's right. I'm genuinely concerned. For those who hate the man, I'm, I'm concerned for Vince now. This was his, his best friend, in my mind, unless I missed something, or at least his closest business associate all these years. This was his right-hand man. Right. This is the guy who created the Royal Rumble. I mean, my God, that is my favorite event well, at the end of the day. Well, it's his right-hand right man, right? You know, it's his right-hand man, and Vince is not young either. And I know that th- these kinds of things can affect somebody deeply. So, yeah, I do think he has feelings, and I think that this is horrendously well, hard for again, Vince. I think what you said is gonna have how an, an rough effect. is this going to get worse right. when Vince... Man, um, I don't even want to... Hulk... Look, I, yeah, don't I don't want to go there. <laughs> Hulk's got a while. But anyway. Can we give Hulk till 83? Give him a couple of decades. Rest in peace, Pat Patterson. Absolutely. Um, I want to take a moment also uh, before we go to commercial break and then we get to the story of the day, which we have, the replica ah. second intercontinental title. The first one was held by. I, I thought we were supposed to get the one that got torn up. Greg said he was going to mail it to this, us. Well, the, well, this is the replica of the oh, one that Greg oh. to- tore up. Greg you will Valentine. not find these anywhere, folks. Um, this Beautiful. was sent to us. Which, uh, uh, First of all, I want to nice. thank. I'm not going to call them fans because uh, our channels have been blowing up. And I mean blown up in a good way. Yes. And personally, I don't consider people that watch our show fans. I consider them as supporters and part of the family. Right. And I want to thank you all. You know, Thanksgiving, thank you guys for all the support you've been giving us. It's been incredible. Uh, we're, this was the best Thanksgiving for Monty and the Farrell. It was fantastic. I mean, as far as the show goes. And I expected, I expected to go Much to further heights, for sure. Um. But the replica belts here, we're going to discuss our feelings on what we may feel is, to me anyway, is the most important belt in the history of wrestling. <laughs> for me. Doesn't mean that everybody else has to feel that way. a Morocco mark. I am. Go on. You are. I am. <laughs> um, but funny. first I want to uh, tell the people out there, in case you didn't know, Dwayne Gill, otherwise known as Gilberg, um, recently had a heart attack. I heard he's doing well, um, but he's at home. And unfortunately for Mr. Gill, uh, he cannot return to work, so he needs help with his medical expenses. Understood. And, uh, you know, his everyday living expenses. There's a GoFundMe page. We're going to put it up on the board. Please, uh, in this time of giving... Give to one of the wrestlers that truly needs your help. Um, it's important that we support people as human beings first. But Dwayne himself, you know, 
Um, this is a man in need, so um, I'm asking everybody out there, if you can, help out. Uh, we're doing the best we can here, and I uh, want to thank you. Do you want to fill anything in there, Farrell? He's one of my favorite people that we've come across. He we was very honest. Recently, He's a hard right? honest. He was a hardworking guy. Yeah. He does not expect a handout right now. You know, it's a good... Please he, share he, that, will he you? He does not expect a handout. I, I, I got to... We only got to spend one day with him, but I, I, I got a real good feel on that man. You know, he's a, he's he's America to me. He's mm. a hardworking man who doesn't expect anything more than what he worked for. He's come upon some hard times, and I was thrilled when you told me that we had some some funds to take care of and help him. He's a good man. Well, that's help that, a good again person. thanks to the supporters, you were able to give us funds so we could give right. Mr. Gill funds. Right. And again, anyone who donates right. to the Monty and the Pharaoh show will go directly to Dwayne Gill. Um, nice. I did have a fan out there who caught the show with Gil and said to me, and I just want you to weigh in on this. I okay. won't name the person because it doesn't matter, but no. I didn't necessarily agree. I'd want you to weigh in. Uh-oh. Mr. Gill felt that wrestlers weren't owed pensions anymore, right? They He's not the paid. only one. He's 90% um, of our guests. This pati- but, right? This particular person said, well, I bet, I guess, what? I'm not donating because I guess... He should have wanted a pension. Oh, this is news to me. Uh, this, that's, that's, uh, look, I don't know who this, that, who that is. That's very vindictive. Can I just leave it at that? Sure. You know, because I think the important thing is, 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 is Gil's a good man. And, uh, you know, let's help a good person. That, that's pretty much it. Uh, his opinion on, uh, on unions, I don't think should really sway anybody. I agree. That's a little strange. Okay. I also, I also very agree strange. as human beings, if we have, let's help. And again, I never tell anybody what to do with their money. Everybody works hard for their money. Right. And if you can't afford it or you don't even want to, right. that is your right, right as a human being. Right. Um, I will just tell you personally, like Farrow said, Mr. Gill was nothing but a gentleman, seemed like a great guy, hard worker, is America, everything about America. Yeah. So uh, anything that the Monty and the Farrell family can do, anything Monty and the Farrell can do, we are there for you, Mr. Gill. With that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back with the theme of the the show, the history of the Intercontinental In the meantime, can I see who the hell wrote something like that? We'll be right back. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto excellence. Collision specialists. 631 261 Six four two zero. That's six three one two six one six four two zero. Auto Excellence. That's right, folks. Canine Corral for all your dog daycare and overnight care. Call six three one five four nine fifteen forty four. That's six three one five four nine fifteen forty four. And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB.
All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here at Indie Music TV out of Ron Conkham in New York. And at the board is none other than super producer Matt. Matt, how are you, bud? Doing great as always. It's so good to see you, man. I got to tell you, I look forward to Thursdays all the time and our special Saturday shows, and I'm always good and glad to see you, sir. Yeah, me too. I have a great time here. I got to tell you, me and Farrow were talking, what a great job you do, man. You're spot on with everything. It's 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 just a pleasure. Oh, thank you. I feel you. like you're setting them up. You're not setting them up. No, you? I oh, wouldn't okay, good. dare set them good up. Good job, man. Boy, what else we got? All right, man. History of the Intercontinental title. There's been 86 <laughs> Different Intercontinental <laughs> Champions. Is that all? Chris Jericho <laughs> holds the record for most reigns with nine. Nice. The Honky Tonk Man holds the longest reign at 454 days. Ooh, hobo, hobo. Only three other wrestlers, Pedro Morales, mm. my man, Don, the Magnificent Morocco, of course. and Randy Savage have held a championship for a continuous reign of more than one year. Okay. Sami Zayn is the current champion in his second reign, which right. he's doing a good job with, He's by liberating the way. us. Go on. Yeah. All right. So here <laughs> we go. Thoughts on the Intercontinental Championship? Where did it come from? Oh, okay. Maybe fill in the fans a little bit about it, and let's oh. let's have at well, it. Well, all right. Once upon a time in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, in 1979, Pat Patterson defeated somebody, but I'm really not sure. They said he won it in a tournament. So let me ask you something. I heard that was a fictitious I, tournament, folks. They just gave the belt to Patterson. I heard and, on a story. Uh, I heard somewhere <laughs> that there's actually a video out there no, where Patterson what? wrestles DiBiase, hits him with brass knuckles. Oh, he's, he's a, what is that? I thought you were going to. I have like, never seen. Like he's it. pinning the custodian from Maryland High or something <laughs> like that. There was no. Much. I have never seen that, that video. Because it doesn't exist there, Edith. It just it's not there. The only one answer to that is So D no. so DiBiase gets this North American championship. Yes. And right. then at some point they decide they're gonna make the Intercontinental Championship. Right. So they're combining this North American championship into the Intercontinental Championship yeah. and yeah. this fake Rio de Janeiro <laughs> this, match. This, right. Pat Patterson's wrestles Ted DiBiase. Right, supposedly. Now if the does, fans yeah. out there know that there's a video out there, I don't know yeah, this let's to be it. true. I yeah, have right. no idea, but hey, what, what They'll can find I a tell? video of them from somewhere else and put Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> See, I told you you guys, you guys are idiots. So we know Pat Patterson is the first Intercontinental champion. Yep. Yep, that's where it all starts. Pat turns face. Yep. And loses to Ken Patera, who yep. has been in the studio most recently. Yep. By the way, thank you fans for all the love you're giving to Ken Patera and yeah. his video. Yeah. He On beats fire. him at a house show at Madison Square Garden, which at that time, folks, for anyone that was at the time, look, the belt either changed at Madison Square Garden. No, no, hold it rarely change on TV. Only the yeah, but hold on, time. but hold on though. When you say house show, don't forget in those days in 1980, Madison Square Garden was on once a month. Yes, so it's not really a house show. It was their pay per view, but it was a house show. <laughs> but it's not if you think about I it. Understand. Technically, it's a it was on cable. We pay for cable. It was the once a month show at the Garden, so it was like their pay per view. Three places the belts always changed, and. Mm-hmm. The tag team titles. Madison Square Garden, again, Philadelphia the, Spectrum, Boston that, Garden. That's it. That's it. Never land over Maryland Cap never, Center. Never, and never, never. We used never. to get excited when those cards would love, come on. We used to always love those yeah, Landover matches. Yeah, Moscow didn't beat Backlund at, no. at Landover. Yeah, you're now, right. Now, the tag belts change on TV, but also change on house shows. Yes. But this is about the Intercontinental title. Correct the mundo. 
Ken Patera will then hold the belt for 231 days. A great reign. I remember it well. Him and Grand Wizard, a great heel. And the do first you... long-running heel to establish. Now, do you remember some of the great Ken Patera matches for the Tony Atlas. Title? I remember you mentioned that. Tony Atlas. Tell me a little bit Well, Tony that. Atlas was a big rival of his, and they were a beautiful match. They were a match made in heaven. Two muscle, two muscle guys. One an incredible heel with the villainous Grand Wizard, and the other Mr. USA, Tony. I wanted Tony Atlas to win a belt. That's the torture I remember back then. Right. Tony Atlas was main event. Give this guy a belt, and he would always come close. I think he beat Patera by countout. The infamous match at Shea Stadium where Tony Atlas presses Ken Patera. So, yeah, I, I remember quite a bit about that whole first run with Patera, but you know what's coming next. Because I don't even have to be able to see this, which Go I ahead. can't, by the way, Might folks. Might as well say it. Is, is the guy who basically wrecked our childhood, Pedro yes. Morales. Pedro Morales comes along. And you know what's funny, though? I was looking, of course, into this whole subject over the last few days of the Intercontinental title, and I watched multiple videos on Morales, and I, it was hammered into my head more and more. Here's the facts. It's Pedro Morales right. that truly, in the eyes of the fans, established the Intercontinental title. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of mind-blowing, because at the time, we as just you know, new fans couldn't stand him because we like the bad guys so we were like rooting against him with all our might and this man would win 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 and we only knew one thing for sure about him that we knew was great about him but we couldn't deny it right we knew that he had been world champion and there were only a few at that point in 1980 as we were first getting into this sport you know because we had bruno of course nature boy buddy rogers was the original champion bruno stan stasiak for what nine days you know, I mean, uh, call off for what, a week or two? Right. You know, uh, there were very few champions, and we knew that Pedro held that belt for two years. So Pedro really reinforced and stabilized and established the Intercontinental title. My God, he tortured us. So now think about that, he right? So us. the guys would challenge Backlund. Yeah. They would do their tours with Backlund. Right. Or their matches. Right. One, two, right. usually two matches. Mm -hmm. And then the next would be the third month would be against Pedro. Right. Very rarely did Pedro have a second match right. in the for the Intercontinental Correct. title. I I, I remember. Correct. Correct. And then after Pedro, they would have a blow off against either Tony Atlas or Ivan Putski, and then mm -hmm. whoop, they would go out to whatever right. regional area they yep, were going off they to. Went. So it was very well scripted. It was it was like a machine. They ran the business like a machine. So here comes my hero, Don Morocco. Yeah, here now he this is. is where you know uh, we were young and we weren't thinking. But Morocco wrestles Morales. Now, remember what I said, folks. It would always be Backlund, Morales. Mm -hmm. Morocco challenges Morales before he challenges Backlund. I knew from the moment Morocco... I had a, another advantage over you because I've been watching a little longer. I saw Morocco in Florida Championship Wrestling with Gordon Soli announcing. And I knew that Morocco was a, a top-shelf villain. And that when he came here, he was going to be Pedro. I could feel it. Really? Yeah, Morocco. I don't remember you saying that when we you were younger. You know what, though? Well, you know what? I think you're, you're full of shit. You really? Well, I could be, but I'll tell you what. I know this much. I remember my... I'm going off my impressions of Morocco, from what I remember. Fine. Yeah. And I remember feeling that way about Valentine, too. There was certain bad guys that you knew were certainly capable of beating Pedro, you know? And I think Morocco was one of them. I just think that, you know, you used to pull me into to your despair pit when it comes to that. And I, I probably did probably feel more confident than you, even though you were a Morocco fan, you know? Well, um, Morocco was great. He was great. He was. 
Morocco only holds the belt for a buck fifty-six. Now that's, again, as an old, <laughs> nowadays, that's incredible. I know, but as older fans, holding the belt was really important. The longer right. you held it, was very impressive. Yeah, sure, right? of course. Pedro wins the belt back. That was a nightmare in Madison Square Garden. I couldn't which believe crushed that. Crushed us. I, that crushed I, us. Unexpected. It was un- I I didn't even understand. See, now you're full of shit because we knew it was coming. We did. Yeah, we did, and we dreaded it. We could see that Pedro was coming back to take his belt, and I remember when he returned to TV, clapping. His hands. He ready for any kind of action. Remember that yeah, stuff? Right. I'm like, oh that's no, right. here he goes with the left hand to the belly. Here pa- we go. Pedro again. would hold the belt for 425 Dude, he days. Killed us, man. And Morocco, who I loved. Now you guess, guess that. 425 oh. days. You're talking Morales Dude. just knocking off every one of these bad guys that we're rooting it's for. It's almost a shame we don't have that list because that would have been an interesting list uh, to look at. The guys Morales knocked off. One and at the, the time, other. Morocco goes back to Florida. He goes to Georgia Championship Wrestling. Right. And remember, we caught Morocco on Georgia Championship. We were all excited about Georgia Championship Wrestling. Too, right? With oh, Morocco, my God. It was huge. The Morocco roller quarters. But oh all of a sudden, and you know what was really cool about this, folks, that I always remember? Morocco used to give the Grand Wizard shout-outs on Georgia Championship right. Wrestling. How do you get away with that? That's great. Well, not only that, it's like Morocco felt like ours. Right. See, again, you know, um, not to get a veer off this a little bit, Farrell, but, you know, last night was a big night for wrestling, I thought. Um, okay. Sting came, came to AEW. Did he really? Yes. Wow. But it gets worse. Looks like I better check my DVR. But wait a minute, it gets worse. <laughs> okay. Um... Stupid. Moxley yeah. loses the belt last night. That I'm aware of, and I'm thrilled about that. Okay, but, go but on. here's the scary part. Right. I forget the guy's name now. I apologize. But the guy from um Oh, you mean Don, Don, Ca- Don Callis? Yes, thank you. Yeah, go on. He shows up. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. him and your boy go run off, and they're uh-huh. going to be on impact on Tuesday. Yeah. I started yeah. thinking. Yeah. Vince, you know, you, it's getting you look at these old DVDs, and Vince was like, you know, when they used to make these superpower cards, he goes, I never, these guys would never get along. I wasn't worried. Right. I'm worried. They get along. It seems like, <laughs> it seems like there's such a hatred for Vince McMahon. Oh, boy. That everybody's going to get together, and this it one's going to work. It won't be everybody until New Japan goes, you know what? Count this in, too. How about NWA, too? That would be it. What about Ring of Honor? Imagine those super cards. It's. It would it would be it would be comp- legit competition if you took all those boys and put them all together. Yeah, you got something. Now going you on. got you got all these wrestling podcasters you got or, or whatever saying, "Hey, man, this is good for wrestling because now Vince will have to step up his game." Right. Here's the thing, I'm sorry. No, you don't think Vince will step it up? What's he going to do? Step it down? He better but, step but it up. You know what? It's <laughs> he's got to do sports something. is made a certain way. Yeah. You root for a color or a city of a team, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If you're asking I've me, am always... I still a Jet fan? Yeah, I'm yeah. still a Jet fan. Are you Go still on. a WWE guy? Yeah, but I'm also a New Japan fan. You but know that. let me ask you this. If push came to shove and New Japan was beating the shit out of WWE, do you think your loyalties would start going, you know what, let's go WWE, well, let's, let's go WWE, let's, let's go WWE. Let's look, at, let's look at history. When the NWO was doing their thing, I, I absolutely preferred that program. Was I rooting for Vince to go down, though? Absolutely not. So I guess. Did you feel good when WWE went out? I felt good that Vince won. Yeah, me too. And now I'm scared because I knew that the wrestling guy had won. Now say I'm whatever you want about Vince McMahon, the human being, and how he conducts his yeah. business. But Vince McMahon versus Ted Turner was the wrestling guy versus the TV guy. 
And I wanted Vince McMahon to win because he's the wrestling guy. Well, before we take real a, simple. I want to bring it back before we took a commercial break. We were talking about Morocco giving shout-outs, but Morocco felt like ours, right? Our WWE. Like, yeah. yeah, we knew he was in Georgia. Fine. I feel the way knew. about Valentine as yeah, well. Yeah. You know, he went other places and had Absolutely. a major impact. But hey, he's the WWE guy. I'm a WWF guy. So what happens is you right know? before the commercial break, Don Morocco returns, but unfortunately, the Grand Wizard passes away of a heart attack, mm. and Captain Lou Albano <laughs> manages Morocco. And Great what does Don Morocco do for us? He defeats Pedro Morales and yep. puts him on the shelf permanently. Right. And you forgot to mention, he also eats a sandwich during a match. Absolutely. Come on. With that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, <laughs> and we will revisit the history of this intercontinental title and the great wrestlers who have wore this belt. Jimmy, I got to take a dump. What? No. I mean, I need a dumpster. <sighs> well... For all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude. Good fucking wine. Yeah. Jeff Quest, graphics design, custom vinyl lettering, and all your art and video needs. 516-317-8204. That's for Jeff Quest, graphic design. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh, seen only here out of Indie Music TV every Thursday from Ronkonkoma, New York. So we left off. Don Morocco finally puts one of our most hated guys out, Pedro Morales. And here comes. And here comes, who's been in here. <laughs> Several times. Mr. Tito Santana. Our good friend. Who defeats Don Morocco. <sighs> At yep. the Boston Garden. Yeah. Well, I remember that match. Yeah, yeah. And Morocco then eventually goes on a shelf, disappears for a while, comes back, but this isn't about Morocco. Right. And then here comes our main man. My, my guy. Greg there Valentine. There we go. To destroy Tito Santana. Yep. He beats him in Canada. Yep. He Hold, had a great reign. 285 days. Yep. That was awesome. But I then in Baltimore, then in Baltimore, Maryland, <laughs> Tito Santana defeats Greg Valentine <laughs> in a steel cage match, a yeah. steel cage title. Yeah, change. they had a great rivalry, the first of their kind, I believe. Yeah, in the a, WWF, that was a great rivalry. That, was a that great being rivalry. said, Greg Valentine then takes the belt that's in front of us right now, and in his anger, somehow. Tore it to pieces. And tore it to pieces, which is pretty hard <laughs> to do, right? Impossible. I don't know. Wait I mean, a minute, though. You see, we've met Greg, you know, several times. He's got those hands, though. I don't know it's if you can rip this. This is thick know. leather, dude. I don't, yeah, you can't rip the metal. You can rip the... Yeah, you know what? Greg's an angry guy. Oh, my God. How did he do it? So the inter- so where, Farrow, does the Intercontinental title weigh in your mind as belts? Uh, that's obvious. I mean, to me. To me. Any you belt. Know, U.S. Uh, belt, NWA it's belt. Number, it's number two. Number two. It's the number two belt in the company. You know, I'll always look at it as the number two belt in the company. And uh, it is what it is. I, I'm a little disappointed over the years. It used to mean when you held that belt, you actually were the second best wrestler in the company in the pecking order. It right. used to mean that. The the era we, we've been discussing, that's what it used to mean. Nowadays, 
not so much. Well, I've always that's felt a, like they tried to push shame. the U.S. title up, and if people don't remember, they actually retired the Intercontinental title in 2002. Yeah. Um, I actually wasn't watching wrestling at that time. I kind of had got a little worn out from it, but mm. um, I stopped for a while. So, now, you know what? what's interesting? What happens next, you know, pretty much in the lineage of the history as we're going along here. Yeah. And it is very interesting. What happens is, is that the Intercontinental title at this point has either been showcased by a former world champion, Pedro Morales, or a guy who couldn't beat Backlund like a Morocco or a Valentine. Right. Now things get very interesting because the next champions that start to come along are guys like Macho Man Randy Savage. Who wins who, the belt before, before challenging for the heavyweight Becoming belt. the great legendary world heavyweight sure. champion. Sure. So now the Intercontinental title is fully matured and is serving its purpose to now groom the next champion. Yes. It has changed its purpose. Wow. Well it's said. very, very interesting how that happened. A guy like Savage, mm-hmm. a guy, great intercontinental champions who went on to be great world champions, a guy like Bret Hart, a guy like Shawn Michaels. Yep. These guys, over the next 10 years, after the period we've just left off at, pretty much are carrying and, and showcasing this title as this is the belt you win before you become the great one, the top guy. You yeah, know, I agree. And uh, just some incredible matches. Um, one of the greatest intercontinental title match moments, if we can, since we're, you know, in the late 80s and, you know, here and there. What about that incredible moment where Honky Tonk said, I'll wrestle anybody. I'll take on anybody. I don't care who it is. Well, you know, and uh-oh, whoops, it's the ultimate warrior. And here he comes. Oh this guy God. was as hot as the 85 Bears. Oh I mean, God. this guy comes flying out. And what was it, 31 seconds or something like that? Destroys a guy who, how long was his reign? The longest reign in the history of the belt. Honky Tonk Man's reign. And Warrior comes out and decimates it in 31 seconds. And guess what? The fans loved every single millisecond of it. Well, that's one of the great intercontinental matches. And it's not even a clinic. It's just someone who's so over. It's such a great moment. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Talking, what is the greatest moment for this Intercontinental title, in your opinion? Ooh, I'm going to have to go to my little uh, notebook here because I don't want to be irresponsible. I had been going over some matches earlier this week and 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 looking at a lot of them, and I you, you know I could fling some out there uh, if you want me to. I did previously mention. Well, I, you know, I, I would want to know what your truth. See, let, let me start off here, and we discussed this earlier, folks. If anyone knows. One of the great intercontinental moments for me, mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. was there was a time where Captain Lou Albano managed Don Morocco, right? Right. And Morocco wrestled such greats as Rocky Johnson, Jimmy Snuka, we all know about Morocco that. was top of the card. There was a point where Captain Lou Albano res- uh, managed Iron Mike Sharp. Yes. And Iron Mike Sharp had the black armband, and he would hit people and he put the metal in there. Iron Mike Sharp was actually pretty pretty high up on the pecking order at one point. I used to go to the garden every month. Mm-hmm. Okay, It was a big thing for me. And I became an Iron Mike Sharp fan also. There was a moment where Morocco, in between I think Johnson and Snuka, mm-hmm. wrestles Iron Mike Sharp for the Intercontinental title. Albano is managing both, both. wrestlers. Wow. And he's actually helping both, <laughs> both. wrestlers <laughs> cheat to win. And Morocco ends up winning the belt, you know, winning the match. Of course, he defends the title, right? right. But for me, right. that, that's that's my moment. Like that, that was so such a great moment. And what an unusual 
set of circumstances, the way they presented that. You got two bad guys and the manager's representing both, and he's helping both cheat. That's incredible. Here's another moment for me. The Meadowlands started playing a bigger role in the WWF. Mm -hmm. Morocco. Again, I keep talking about Don Morocco. Morocco has to defend his belt against the great Mexican hero, Mil Mascaris. And if everybody knew anything about Mil Mascaris, this guy never lost. Right. He beat everybody. And if he wasn't losing, he wouldn't work. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. So, (laughs) being younger, I'm thinking (laughs) to myself, like, oh, my God, Morocco is going to lose his belt at the Meadowlands Mm -hmm. to Mil Mascaris, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to be able to see it, Mm -hmm. and this is going to be terrible. Mm. Long story short, I think Morocco got counted out, but... The point, the point of the matter still is, doesn't lose. like, to me, as uh, a fan, God, did I want to see Morocco right, against Mill right. Mascaris. Angry, right? Because we were homers from Madison Square Garden and that's a Coliseum. Right. Angry that we didn't get that type of match. But, you know, I digress. So, go ahead. What meant the most for you for this particular title? Uh, Well, as far as personal memory goes, and I, I hope I'm remembering this completely accurately, I... Saw Rob Van Dam win the Intercontinental title. You know how I love Rob yes. Van Dam. Come on. I, 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 I do believe I saw Rob Van Dam beat Benoit for the Intercontinental belt. And that was uh, pretty pretty damn amazing. And that's high, the highest on your list? Dude, think about those those two in the ring. You know what kind of match that was? That was ridiculous. What a clinic. You know, you got the mat technician against the, 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 the pinnacle of high flyers. And they made it work. And yeah, it was great to witness live. You know that was great. Um, the I got to be honest, that honky tonk memory is very big for me when Warrior came flying down. For any wrestling that fan, was huge. that is so Wembley huge. Stadium. Oh my God! Heart and Bulldog, beautiful, was absolutely huge. Heart and Mister Perfect, ninety-one for the belt. You know? Oh my! No, you, go back and look at that I, one. Oh my God! I don't know why that doesn't resonate for me. As Here's much. another one, 2009. How about this? I'll jump ahead. 2009, in a period where wrestling was threatening to really take a poop, and CM Punk was just around the corner. The match of the year. Chris Jericho and Rey Mysterio with the mask. Do you remember when he tore off the mask and there was another mask? Yeah, right. right. The rematch that they had where Rey gets his vengeance, that was one of the greatest intercontinental title matches ever. I, and, and fortunately, Jericho's involved in it. I love, I love your Incredible. comment on the Bulldog Bret Hart match. That was I mean, that just... was one of the great... By yeah. the way, that's the loudest pop you may ever hear. It's one of the loudest pops you may ever hear. Of course, it was in England, Wembley Stadium. The Bulldog gets the you know the win. The place... Explosion. Here's one that you might laugh Explosion. at me, but it, for some reason it holds really well for me. Yeah. Uh, oh. SummerSlam, Texas Tornado against Mr. Perfect. Get out of here. I really? freaking love that okay. match. I don't know. Uh, I'm a Kerry Von Eric Mark, okay. too. You know what I mean? Yeah, you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, look, let's are. not forget, really, in my opinion, probably the greatest intercontinental match and maybe probably one of the greatest matches of all time, in my WrestleMania opinion. WrestleMania 3. WrestleMania 3. Of course. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Randy Macho Man Savage. You know, oh, my God. You know what a bitter bird I am about that match to this day. I still am so pissed that Savage lost the match. I'm still, I'm such a mark. That's right. I'm saying it. I was like so annoyed that he lost the match through the interference of George Steele. It bothers me to this day. The greatest match has that ending bothers me to this day. I would prefer a better ending. <laughs> you keep saying that. You keep I saying that. I would prefer a better ending. But you know what? It didn't matter. The crowd loved it. George's love affair for, you know, 
There's the whole thing. So, yeah, it worked. Oh, another cool thing. How about 2004? We're at the point at 2004 where the belt has, is so established, and it's now shown that if you win this belt, you're going to be a future world champion. Right. How about this match in 2004 where the kid said, I have arrived. Randy Orton defeats Cactus Jack. That was a bloodbath. And that also put Randy Orton, his first strap, the Intercontinental, put... It's got him down his road, you know. It's, there's been a lot of classics over the Here, years. Here's my problem with some of that stuff, right? Yeah. The wrestling at that point mm-hmm. came in. You, know, you won a belt, you lost it weeks later, no matter right. what. It was like you never held on to a title. Right. Right. You know, that's why I don't get but it. But it was important, though, at the time for Randy to get that title and to defeat somebody of Cactus Jack's uh, status. So let, let's, talk, let's talk about that. That was Pedro Morales, two reigns, six hundred nineteen combined. That's days. insane. We the, got tortured for almost two years. The Miz. Now this is kind of ridiculous. I respect eight reigns. I respect for five ninety seven. So he's had the most, the most combined days. Yeah, but over eight reigns. Right, and when you, you really break look it at down, that, it's like a it's month. Like a month or two. Yeah, it's like it's come no on. big thing. Pedro's. You break it down. It's a it's a European. Don so. Morocco for five forty one. Mm-hmm. Two, two reigns. Not right. bad. That's amazing. Hockey Tonk Man won. That's the four fifty four. We could stop right there. That to me, as I've told you a thousand times, that is the greatest reign in the history of the Intercontinental Title. So speaking of that, and it ended in thirty one seconds at Madison Square. <laughs> so speaking of that, we'll take a Warrior. quick commercial break, and we'll get back. That who is really the greatest Intercontinental oh, Title man. holder of all time? You'll hear it from the Farrell right after this break. Be right back, yeah. In the mood for a freshly roasted cup of coffee? www.offtherailscoffeeroasters.com You want to star in your own success? Call QuickCast. www.quickcast.com 8667-CAST-NOW. That's 8667-CAST-NOW. Quick cast. Start your own success. Jimmy, I just got the best hookup on tickets. Hmm, fill me in. I went to www.seatslinks.com and ordered the best tickets with the best prices. Call 718-676-0504. Seatslink, the complete ticket experience. Tell them Charles sent you. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV, out of Ron Conkerman, New York, every Thursday. You can catch us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, we're also on cable TV, channel 115 on Tuesdays from 7 to 7.30. Fridays on channel 20 from 2 a.m. to 2.30 a.m. And on Saturday, again, on channel 115 from 6 to 6.30 a.m. Boy, do we love this belt. The <laughs> Intercontinental title. Boy, I was excited to do this show. Yeah. So... We, we should talk- do the other belts, too. We should do shows on the other belts. Sure. Some of them. Some of them. Some of them. Not the uh, hardcore. Again, title. we're a little homers. We'd probably not have to the- do a little NWA, maybe. Let's do the light heavyweight title. Well, uh, maybe <laughs> next time not- we'll do, like, an NWA thing. Really? Yeah. That would be cool. Like, maybe, like, yeah. the, like the not- TV championship. No. I no. would want to do the world title into the WCW thing. Yeah. I okay. think that would be cool. All right. All right. So, Farrow. Yeah. 
Here's the question. Question. Who is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time? Oh, can you go first while I sit here and tie my brain up? This is all right, guys. So this this is this like is rough. this is difficult. This okay? is very difficult. I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain my thought process. I'm looking at like and ten I'm, names, and I'm going to weigh in. Yeah, go on. So when you think about the intercontinental champion, right? Oh. Most of the heavyweight champions, most yeah. held the intercontinental championship at some some time major or ones or another. Some right? major ones did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's guys that were great intercontinental champions, but when I say their name, I don't think of them as That's intercontinental champion. Correct. So I'll use examples for the folks out there. Very correct. Bret Hart. Right. To me, he's a world champion, not an intercontinental uh, An champion. awesome intercontinental Absolutely. champion, but he's a world champion first. I agree. Randy Savage. Same thing, I agree. Okay. I agree. Um, I would go world and champion say first. Uh, Shawn Michaels. I agree. World champion first. Right? Yep. I'm following. Pedro Morales. World Great. champion first. World champion first. Really, world he was. For two world, years! He was really world champion. So I'd be a champion in the early 70s for two years. So oh, yeah. World I'm, champion I'm first. I'm actually, Pedro look, Morales, yes. You can't disregard the greatness no. that Honky Tonk Man brought to the belt. Okay? Nope. nope. And you can't disregard Razor Ramon, who was never a world champion. That's right. Um, so he, to me, is an intercontinental champion. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, in Mike Monty's opinion, be the greatest intercontinental champion you get of all time that I do, I'm gonna is Mr. Perfect. Oh, my God! Kurt you're Hank. kidding me! That's exactly what I think. Really? Yep. Right there, brother. Mr. Wow, that was... You know what? Those... Tell me why. That was perfect. That was perfect. That was perfect. Tell me why. Uh, because for the very reasons you stated, when it comes to... Boy, boy, oh, boy. When it comes to the intercontinental title, I think of it as who represented the belt the best. Yes. Yes. Who represented the belt on a main event level where you basically said, this guy might as well be champion. He's so great. He yeah. is the champion. That's right. Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Mr. Perfect was an absolute, absolute thing of beauty to watch when he was doing his, his deal. You know, Two uh, title reigns for 406, by the way. And, not too shabby. And by the way, when we're using that premise that remembered as an inter- the intercontinental champion... Rick Rude gets a huge thumbs up. Absolutely. Who else would get a huge thumbs up when you start to think about that one? You know who would get a huge thumbs up? And I know he's a world champion first, but Chris Jericho deserves so much. Absolutely. I mean, after all, he's got the nine reigns. You know, again, we broke it down mathematically. They're not long reigns, but from from time to time, Jericho would put that strap on him and remind everybody this belt means something. And Jericho, because it was on his waist. You know, thank God he kept the dang thing going, you know, when you think about it. And that's why I do appreciate, if I can get it in quick, uh, Ziggler and The Miz over the last five years fighting over that belt. Miz has had it, what, eight times? Uh, Ziggler's had it six times. At least there's two good wrestlers, two good opposite, polar opposites, who are great in the ring giving us something over this title. You know, we got it. This title is a great title. And outside of the world title, there is no greater title in in the land of Vince McMahon. This is it, you know. So, who else would represent? Well, let's let's make it okay. Tito so Santana we, we've, we've established we have established Mr. Perfect is number one. I think he is. Give me your top five in order oh, intercontinental champion. All right, fine. I'll I'll put Perfect first. I'll put Honky Tonk second. Fair. I'm, I'm right now. You and I are right together. I'll put Rick Rude third. 
who's a great intercontinental champion. I'm going to go with uh, Razor Ramon third. Okay, you know what? That can they, they can interchange. How does that sound? That's fair I, enough. Because he'll be four, four or three. Him and Rude, right? Absolutely. How do you discount Rick Rude? My God, at number five, can't we just split Morocco and Valentine and call him Greg Morocco? Fine. I mean... I go... I, I am in full agreement with you on the top five. Well, there you have it, folks. This list is absolutely perfect. So let's go through it again. Perfect. Yeah. Who is next? Uh, Honky Tonk. You yep. going to try to make me remember what I said a minute ago? <laughs> we got, Tonk. We got, then we got Girl Ramon folks. and Rude. Ramon and Rude. You know, and then a, and a, then a, a tie and between Morocco. Valentine and Morocco. Hey, we're the good guys. <laughs> Un- <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> Mr. Patterson, who passed away, did not make our top five. Well, you but, know, different, um, he had a different know. impact. It doesn't it, Without him, it doesn't even start. Right. You know? And he was he, his first script was great. The, the you know turning face and everything like that. So that was that stuff was awesome. And Ken Patera was a great intercontinental champion too. By the way, he's probably sitting at home. Yo fuckers, why don't you mention me? So speaking of perfect, uh, then sorry, you said, I guess your favorite match was perfect. And Bret Hart was your favorite match. Hmm. Uh, no, I, I I again I go back to the ladder match exchanges between Sean and Razor. No, but I mean, is you know. Mr. Perfect, if he's the oh, best fuck, intercontinental yes. champion. Yes, his Isn't match that, with Bret Hart so is for me, insa- You know what's so funny? You know, yes. He's the greatest Sorry intercontinental champion, but he definitely doesn't have anywhere in the top 20 best intercontinental matches. To me, he does because of his match with Bret. It is one of the greatest. In your opinion, yes. It, dude, he, it was fantastic. Go back and watch it. You will love it. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. You know, you, it is possible that you can't cover every single match. Absolutely. You know, in your lifetime, there's, there's a lot of great matches I'm sure I haven't even seen yet. But trust me, and you probably did see it back in the day, but watch that one again. Perfect and Bret Hart are absolutely perfect. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it they again. They both are. What a and tale. on the other what hand, I'm going to ask tale. you to go back and watch Kerry Von Erich against Mr. Perfect. <laughs> what does he do? Put an arm bar on him? <laughs> no, it's fucking great. What a clinic it must be. It's Kerry Von Erich, That's brother. hilarious. Kerry Von Erich, Kurt Henning. Think of that matchup. Yeah. That could main event any of course arena it could have back at any the, time. Of course it could have back in the day. Absolutely. Boy, Kerry Von Erich. You know, sometimes when I think of him, I can't help but think of uh, Magnum TA also. Another guy. Like, what what, what was the ceiling for guys like that? Apparently higher than they were ever able to get to because they either had a tragedy or, in Kerry's case, he Mm self-imploded. Kerry was an amazing specimen, but he was never that great in the ring, though. Let's calm down here. It was Kerry Von Erich. He was Kerry Von Erich. Sometimes you don't have to be great. He was. And you know David On the other hand, Kurt Henning... Of the family. Was freaking awesome, dude. Anyway, I want to thank the Intercontinental title for yeah. giving us some yeah, of the... thanks. You know, 53 years Does old... Does this belt get benefits? This belt's going to get some benefits. <laughs> uh, right. At 53 years old, the Intercontinental's title has given us wow. 40-something years yeah. of, of incredible of, love a lot of and greatness. excitement. A lot of greatness. I mean, you know, one match we didn't speak about. And yeah. you know what? I have China? to apologize. How can we not mention China? I have to apologize. I have to apologize. To me, the second greatest intercontinental title not match China of all time. Not trying to beat Jericho. I no. was so pissed. Go on. No. And you know what? We were so focused. The Jericho hole. And I think you're going you're gonna to agree with me. What do you got? Jimmy Superfly Snooker, oh. Steel Cage against Don Morocco. Hello. How do we forget that match? We can't forget that. We we did we Well, that was at night. We didn't cut school for that, but we probably didn't do our homework. That's no. for sure. Well, I, I, I went. I went. Oh, you were there? I, I was there. How do you go without the pharaoh? Dude, you were like 
do it. Like, I get high. Would let you, you, <laughs> you might have gotten high. Yeah, it could have been. It is high high. school. I was listening to Maiden. Sorry, folks. Uh, but what What is your memory of that match? That was incredible. It was another incredible match. It just. That place was nothing, unglued. Nothing like those days, especially before the line got You know, glued. folks, for anyone that went to Madison Square Garden, and I, you know, I'm going to tell you, back in those days. Very special. It was. It, it was, was yeah. off the hook. Jimmy Snooker, Magnificent Morocco, the people did not sit no. down for that match. No. When he climbed to the top, and by the way, I'll give props. You know, Jimmy Snooker, Bob Backlund steel cage match was incredible, Come too. Come on. There's one match I saw in Madison Square Garden. Now, I wasn't there for Hogan Sheik, so I couldn't tell you how it was. Mm. But I will tell you, I was there for war to settle the score. Piper against Hogan. Mm. That dominated Snooker Morocco. People right. were fighting in right. the stands. <laughs> it was it was insanity. Well, Piper brought that out in people. Piper was as as red hot as a heel could be. It was insane. He had the most emotional responses as a bad guy. He the place would would All be right. on the verge of a riot. So we got about three minutes. Three Give me minutes. your final thoughts, Farrow, on the Intercontinental Title, my friend. Well, I, you know, again, there's never been a greater title outside of the uh, WWE Heavyweight title. I think back on all the fantastic matches, especially early in our childhood. The belt's always been important. The belt's been through some, some crap. It was even retired, as we mentioned, uh, off-air. Wasn't yeah. this thing retired in the early 2000s? Absolutely. I was like, what on earth are you guys doing? Bring this thing back. It wasn't retired long. Uh, it has always afforded the opportunity. You know, thank God for its existence. There's way too many wrestlers, especially today, when you look at the, the size of the roster of the WWE and all the other, we've already said that the rest of the other rosters could have a card on their own, a super card. You know, this belt, thankfully, with all these, you know, the plethora of too many wrestlers, this belt has always, thankfully, been there for a guy like Jericho who deserved to hold the title. Absolutely. Or nowadays, if it's The Miz, I think The Miz fits the shoe real well. You know, this is a guy who should have a belt of some kind, and he's been the face for many years now as... As far as this belt goes, this belt has more than served its purpose and given us back great joy. It's a classic, and it'll probably have another 40, 50 years, you know, unless they sell it to Disney. I had to go there. Yeah. Ha-ha, kiddies. With that, you've been watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and Faro, seen only here out of Indie Music TV in Ron Conkham in New York. Uh, coming up in not this Saturday, but next Saturday, hmm. we will be having Mike Knox in studio Alrighty. along with a former Intercontinental. I believe he was an Intercontinental yeah, champion. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, Savio Vega. More importantly, will, the guy who got Tony Tony Atlas the hell out of Puerto Rico or gave him the heads up at least. Dude, right? I'm pretty sure, <laughs> and I don't want to get off the air with this, but I'm pretty sure Savio Vega yeah, you might be right, right? was the Intercon- was an Intercontinental. For what, like 12 days or something? Well, I'm going to tell you what. You know I, how those reigns go. I, I might be... If you hold on, bum, keep it going bum, there. Don't bum, let it go. Bum, bum, Please don't bum. let it go. Was that the show that Alex was on? I can't even get these damn... Game show host. I'm going to find it in a second. But Savio Vega will also be in studio. We'll talk to him about the death of Bruiser Brody, obviously. But uh, also what The Undertaker meant to Savio Vega, who recently was with The Undertaker on his farewell night at Survivor Series. Oddly enough. Oddly enough, people, The Undertaker never won the Intercontinental title. Really? Which is interesting in itself, isn't it? Yeah. You would be shocked. 
that that would be the case. He hasn't even held the world title a lot of times when you think about, you know, how Triple H and Randy Orton and the rest of them have held the belt over ten times. But when you think of Undertaker, you think of him as being a world champion. Of course. Yeah, right? No-brainer. No-brainer. Hang in there, man. I'm still looking. <laughs> Look at you. I Where is this find guy? He's you know, there, here's folks. another guy that I got to give a shout-out that I thought was a really good intercontinental champion, good. and I'm going to say Goldust. Goldust was good during the Attitude Era, yeah. yeah I, I thought he was a fun intercontinental champion. Yeah, he was. I no, thought he was, he was entertaining. You know, when Ken Patero was in here, he said he said that when China won the belt, she ruined the belt. Thoughts on that? <laughs> that's because Ken doesn't buy into ever being pinned by China. And no, China would not pin Ken. You know, Ken's a big, strong man. So I guess Ken was looking at it like, what's going on here? You know, was it really that unbelievable though physically the, for China to pin Chris Jericho? Honestly, I, I don't think I, so. I, I didn't think so. But I was still bothered by it because I'm a Jericho fan. But it, you know, it wasn't that far fetched, really. China was China was big. Ah, this is where I made the mistake. What? What? Goldust beat Savio Vega when the title was vacated. Oh, okay. Uh, so he was almost intercontinental. So the champion. title was the title was held up. Um, was held up against Savio Vega, ended up in a no contest. That's where I thought Savio oh, okay. So Savio was not intercontinental right, champion. But he was part of the uh, what was going on at the time before the belt right. was. So anyway, Mike Knox will be in studio along All with right. Savio Vega. Should be a fun time. Yes, sir. Um, any parting comments for the wrestling fans out there, Mr. Uh, just thanks a lot to the fans for the uh, increased watchage yes. recently on YouTube. Uh, you know, we really work hard to, get, to do to do the best we can and give you the best show possible. So I really appreciate all the positive feedback. I guess that's about it, man. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out to Chris Patty, the owner of Indie Music TV. As always. And obviously our producer, Matt. If it wasn't for this studio and him, that you know, God knows, you know, where the show would be. And uh, we're solely, you know, listen, I want to, you know, I want to give ourselves a pat on the back. A lot of fans out there have written that we're their favorite show, that wrestling is, show on YouTube. That's fantastic. I mean, that in itself is pretty incredible. Man. I'm speechless over that. All I can say is thanks. And we Thank can say you. thanks to Indie Music yeah. TV. Without you guys, it just would never happen. Well, anyway, this has been Monty and the Pharaoh. I'm Mike Monty. This is the Pharaoh. And until next week, later. <laughs>